Welcome to the Creative Play and Podcast Network. Join us as we review our favorite RPGs, collectible card games, MMOs, video games, PC games, and bring up interesting topics and things that we'd like to share with everyone. Sit back and enjoy the show. This is Kelly, a.k.a. Trixie from Ragnarok and Roll, assigned to Ragnarok's story, and Tilda Wimblewick from D&D Journey of the 5th Edition. First off, I would just like to say thank you to everyone for listening to our varied adventures, as well as for rating us on iTunes and RPGpodcast.com. If you haven't rated us yet, we would greatly appreciate it if you could. And if you're looking for more ways to support our efforts, we are now on Patreon, a great site where you can help us continue making more podcasts, as well as some special surprises for our patrons. If you can, please look us up at www.patreon.com cppn. Every little bit helps. And again, thank you for listening. Welcome back to the Creative Plan Podcast Network. I'm coming here from Bookman's. I've got my friend Danny here, and we're going to cover a few things that are happening in town, as well as the upcoming Wastelander event that's happening September 17th. So, just for folks that know what post-apocalyptic is and Wastelander, it's great that you know. But, for those that have never heard of post-apocalyptic or Wastelander events, Kelly, we've got some definitions. Go ahead and read the one you've got. Okay, uh, post-apocalyptic. <laughs> Denoting or relating to the time following a nuclear war or other catastrophic event. A post-apocalyptic action picture of the Mad Max type. Tough loner fights for survival against hordes of barbaric scavengers. I love it. Uh-huh. That's beautiful. And I will go ahead and read... Mad Max 2, the road warrior. Wastelander. A person who not only loves freaking out at the annual end of days, blast zone celebration known as Wasteland Weekend, but carries that love into the rest of the year, enjoying such things as, but not limited to, Mad Max, Fallout, The Blood of Heroes, and getting together, finding other Wastelanders to to revel in the sun-scorched, bleach-boned, spiked leather goodness of the post-apocalypse. As they say, after months of raiding, the Wastelanders are gathering and heading out to the Mojave to revel in the madness and exult in their spoils. And that one comes from the Urban Dictionary of what a Wastelander is. Cool. And then Wikipedia calls apocalyptic and post-apocalyptic fiction is a genre in which global catastrophic risk... The literature is mainly science fiction, science fantasy, and horror fiction, with the apocalypse event typically being climactic, such as runaway climate change, natural, such as impact event, man-made, such as nuclear warfare, medical, such as a plague or virus, whether natural or man-made, or imaginary, such as zombie apocalypse or alien invasion. The story may involve attempts to prevent the apocalyptic event, deal with the impact and consequences of the event itself, or it may be post-apocalyptic, set after the event. The time frame may be immediately after the catastrophe, focusing on the travails or psychology of survivors, the way to maintain the human race as one or together. And considerably later, often including the theme that existence of pre-catastrophic civilization has been forgotten or mythologized. Post-apocalypse stories often take place in non-technical future world or where the world is only shattered elements of society and technically, technologically remain. So I think it is a perfect fit that we, um, as you mentioned here at Bookman Speedwear, are having a post-apocalyptic fair because we um, naturally 
draw in a lot of cosplayers. And the cosplayer community here in Tucson is so huge that we have been trying to give them what they want for a long time. We have actually always had a lot of subgenres in our fiction section. Mm-hmm. We have a post-apocalyptic subgenre. As you guys know, we have steampunk. Yes. Right? <laughs> we have, the science fiction has several subgenres um, that go on and on. But the thing that, that amazes me the most about when I started learning about the Wastelander was that no one ever mentioned my favorite, and what I think personally, no, not offending anyone, is the best post-apocalyptic film, which is A Boy and His Dog. Oh, the old, right, Don that Johnson, is an amazing the old Don Johnson, and, and we don't want to give away a spoiler about how it ends. Do, yeah, don't. Yeah. But that's the ending is worth the whole thing. Yep. And so if you want to come to our fair and dress up in overalls and rouge your cheeks, you are <laughs> totally, I want to see someone with their dog. Oh my God. And the beautiful thing is and Bookman's yes, is pet friendly. Bookman's is pet friendly. And if you want to have one of those, you know, like at the Renaissance fairs, how they have those giant turkey legs, uh-huh. you know, you got to have one of those giant turkey legs to like foreshadow what happens later in the <laughs> movie. But yeah, so I'm excited to do that this. That is like... Uh, be fabulous it, be it is. goodness it's a, it's a oh, cult it classic it is such a great movie yeah. and, and I just saw it not too long ago because a friend of mine hadn't seen it so I was like what do you mean what do you mean you, you haven't, haven't seen, seen this seen movie that's like not having but seen see, Star Wars 1 or something now you've like, never seen Blood of Heroes which so is that I have my personal favorites with uh, Joan Chen and Rutger Hauer Okay, so that's going to have Vincent, to be something. And uh, um, uh, Vincent D'Afrio. I can never say his name right. D'Afrio. Right. Yeah, yeah, who's on, you know. D'Afrio? D- yeah, I can never say his name, but who's who's currently on Daredevil as, yep. as Kingpin. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a fabulous movie, post-apocalyptic, so I highly recommend it. I am definitely going to look at that. It's based around at this awesome a sport. A sport, yeah. And they flesh it out. It's, amazing. it's basically an apocalypse. Juggers. You have heroes that go from town to town, sports guys who play local teams, and it's it's an awesome movie. Yeah. Well, Bookwits tries to stay, if they can, just a step ahead of the trends or right with them. Like, we have our adult coloring club. We try to be on the cutting edge of that. And on and on and on, we got in, luckily, with the steampunk people. Um, what's interesting about Tucson is that there's such an interchange with the cosplay community like somebody who's in steampunk is also in wastelanders is also in star trek is also in star wars is also in the zombie fair you know so so you've got people participating we in cross pollinate mm-hmm. you, you do you cross pollinate and so it's, it's a really organic progression of what goes on um but it's interesting when i was doing the research for this how much in the larger culture is going on with the wastelander mm-hmm. it's getting um, bigger and bigger it, it is getting it is getting much bigger because there was kind of a lull like like well well maybe not i don't i didn't go see the last mad max movie but i heard Fury that Road. that what was her name the female lead Fury oh, charlie's Her- uh, charlie Theron. yeah i heard she was amazing who which plays is, furiosa yep. furiosa an awesome which character just you know, I really should have seen it because I thought that casting was brilliant. No matter what, if the rest of the movie was stupid, which I don't know that it was, but if it was, she, I'm sure, was brilliant. And the very idea of having a female lead in a Mad Max post-apocalyptic was, mm-hmm. was brilliant. And she had that um, awesome arm. Yeah. I didn't see the arm, but I, I but she shaved her head, which is impressive for mm-hmm. any Hollywood actress who's <laughs> obsessed with looking good. But that's not the only thing coming up. So I guess, like, there's a lot more going on in the, the Wastelander theme is taking off. Joss Joss Whedon is now doing a film on the Wastelanders plot, although the plot is unknown. It is based on the Fallout video game, which was actually the first thing that I found when I was doing the research. I don't play video games. Do you guys know? Do you play play the Fallout? I I play Fallout 4, yep. So did did, did that 
actually influenced you to become a wastelander? Or I was, was kind of into the wasteland genre before, mostly from, I'd say, Mad Max. It's from a young age, you see Mad Max. Or here's a movie title that hasn't been mentioned yet that I know Kelly at least will own all, Damnation Alley. Oh, yes. Okay, i got to write that down. Damnation Alley has uh, Jan Michael Vincent in it. Jan Michael Vincent, I guess. Is so this is a little... From the 70s. I was going to say, that's yes. like, well, I haven't heard that. his name in yep. a long time. Yeah, and it's it's intriguing it's very interesting um uh, but yeah it's a very damnation alley and uh, the pretense the pretense is two serv- two military guys in their bunker finally giving up the bunker and they're traveling to go find what's going on in the best RV ever. They have ever. the best cross-country view. It's basically this all-terrain. How convenient. Al- it's, this, all terrain. it's this military <laughs> all-terrain. Because you know in the 70s how so many cool sci-fi vehicles were made? Right, and they this thought completely like, out of the box. Exactly. This you know, is like just the ultimate it. RV that they travel in. It floats like, in water. What, and the thing about the... two par- partitions so that it, it you know... Well, the, the, the cool wheels thing about those double. old movies is that you're not seeing c- CGI, which I am not a fan of CGI. Yeah. That's faking it. Oh, no. Okay. The cockroaches are real. Yeah. Like when these old... 70s movies, those were actually like legitimately built. All practical effects. Well, things yeah. and what's, that actually existed in the real world. What's interesting about Damnation Alley is it's it, it's sort of like it's almost like little chapters. It's almost like um, you could say short stories because they travel across this post-apocalyptic world but each place has a different, like, like it looks different like flavor. complete look different. Like Las Vegas is pretty much like only one casino left, and it's like you know, out it's in the middle of the wasteland, everywhere, you know. So and they probably they filmed have, it out in our desert somewhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and then you have like this, the, the, then you have the idea of you know how the only thing that's going to survive the the nuclear war is a, is a cockroach. Well, there's mm-hmm. this My one most city hated where, bug. but it's yeah. all Madagascar cockroaches. Oh, Madagascar they're going to hiss. hissing cockroaches. Oh you know, no, 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 no. And then you have. I you just know, end it there. Yeah, so then you have the more traditional, more, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a bunch of events. And literally, it, it, when I watched it, it felt like a role-playing game because it's going from encounter to encounter to encounter. Mm-hmm. And they're glazing over the, we're just traveling, you know. Mm-hmm. We don't need to cover the, you know, like Lord of the Rings. We don't have to cover the 10,000 miles we're going on. We just go from point A to point B, and here's mm-hmm. what happens. That's perfect. And who they meet the, along the way. And they actually keeps the plot a, fresh. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, and they, but they, it's very interesting. It's Yeah, it's not one And it's a huge character see. dynamic with the two yeah. main characters because you have... The young action guy. Who's a character name, get this, I love. His character's name is Hell. That yeah. is his name. Yep. Nice. Hell. And then you have the older, more staunch, already like traditional it. military yeah. guy who does it the military way. Right. You know, and you just have the, the, the how the two characters play off each other in the shit hit the fan situation. Right. How they choose the situation in each different event. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the third party that they pick up. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, yeah, so don't give it all away yeah. for people to see it but now, because they pick up a few people on the way. And it, it, is and it either works out or it doesn't. <laughs> yeah. And, but then the whole point is to try and get to what they think is a, a place, which is a common theme among post-apocalypse. Yes. The, I'm trying the to think of the Eden. name or another. The, yes. The Shangri-La. The sh- yeah. The, the, the place Legion. that is untouched. That's the other movie that I'm yeah. thinking about. Legion. Legion was a good one. I am Legion and or is it just Legion? No, well, Legion oh. is... The That's more zombie. <laughs> Uh, the TV yeah, show no, Legion. That, the TV show yeah, made for Legion. But, but, but basically, the that movie is more. No. Oh, she's yeah, no. Yeah. She's thinking uh, Legend. Legend. Oh, Legend. Legend. Yes. No, Legend is actually, the angel apocalyptic yeah. one. Oh, okay. Legend, Legend okay. is definitely Legend. apocalyptic one. Legend yeah. is is um is a remake of Omega, Omega Man, Man with Charlton Heston, which is a remake, which is based off a short story or based off a story called I Am Legend, which was done by. I can't what's, remember. What's Wasn't that name? also a graphic novel? 
Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was originally also a in, story, but it was by uh, the classic horror actor who did all the horror movies. The Red Vincent Co- Price. Vincent Price. Yes, Vincent Price yeah. did the original one, which in the original one they're vampires, and he's the mo- you know as the story goes, he's the monster because he's killing these people that are the only yeah. normal people left. So they're all vampires, but, but he thinks of them as monsters. Because yeah. it's the last human. Legion is is a, a biblical apocalypse. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. Legion is, is the one where it's angels come Paul to Earth Bettany. and take over and turn people into freaky monster yeah. mutants. That's with Dennis Quaid but, and Paul Bettany. But I am Legend is the Will that. Smith one. Yeah, I really that's love more I am horror. Legend. Yeah, that is more horror than yeah. genre. Yeah. yeah, like when you can get a good horror movie that's this, not just full of jump scares. Actually, no. Then if you like horror movies. I recommend Legion, Legion yeah. as uh, yeah. I've seen it here. And, we definitely and have I am it. Legend. I love how in that spoiler alert, how he used the bleach. I yes. love that concept because yes. when you have your your yes. mutant or zombies, the bleach protected where he was hiding each night. Yes, and yeah. then the the, the, the dog mutation too. The that was that, a, that was a crushing scene. That, that I was a crushing, I admit I cried. I did that too. Scene. I did too. I did too. Yeah, and I love how they didn't linger on it. They yeah, didn't they, linger they, on it, which made it even worse. In somehow, a survivor situation, just, he had to pick up the milk. No he had no time to he mourn. No you know. Yeah, and yeah. his subsequent mental deterioration as they as actually did a great job as a character showing him wearing down from fatigue. Yeah, which. And the fatigue of the isolation can do to you. Yeah. And the fact that they kept that scene from Omega Man and and I Am Legend, the mannequin scene. Oh yeah. Because in Man- in Omega Man, he I looks and there was a this. yeah where he I looks in the mannequin and she pretends to pose. Yes. Which which oh, by the way, if you a get a chance, memory. see all of those movies, especially the Vincent Price one. That one's good because yeah, you see the, the mania because it's Vincent Price. I mean. Well, yeah, of course. Yeah. And he basically is a doctor who knows that vampires cause, uh, vampire bats cause this rabies mutation Mm -hmm. that people can only come out at night. Yes. I wanted to ask you a question because, like, when when I was planning for this to talk about Wastelanders, the first thing that came to my mind was the classic movie Blade Runner. But that's not really post. No, that's 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 more of a a cyberpunk. That's yeah. That is, and that's just a futuristic. Uh, that is an okay. idea of what the future will be. So, like, Judge Dredd would be another post-apocalyptic one where they're living in the mega cities because it's all wasteland outside. Uh-huh. Okay. So the, he, the, when the, he goes out to the wastelands, he yeah. runs into the angel family. Yeah, yeah. The, basically, know, the, the evil cannibal run. Logan's run would take it. Is. Rogan's no, run is Logan's run is, and it is a fantastic Oh, it's one. fantastic. Protein um, from the sea. Yes! <laughs> but renew, renew. Renew! Oh, um, and they're silly seats. So I identify. But yes, that is where um, basically the world outside has been... Destroyed. And you don't know why. Yeah. But civilization has gone on in, inside these dome, this dome city. And basically bunkers. But, of course, you can't... Actually, one that most of you might not even know about, which it stars Oliver Reed, it's a kind of post-apocalyptic, futuristic kind of thing. Called It's called ZPG. It's very interesting. It's bizarre. It's also done in the 70s. But ZPG stands for zero population growth. That the world had become, it had become unlivable. Mm-hmm. And you definitely see uh, that they live in these cities and stuff. And population is strictly controlled. It's death sentence to have a child. If you're not licensed and, you know, Approved it's like, exactly, they will, you know, that type of thing, and, and resources are the minimum, so people live in these cities, and of course, you know, but 
What's interesting is, is of course, it's very congested. It's you know type of thing. The idea of fresh food is very, very crazy. You know type of thing. Um, I think it was filmed around the same time as Soylent Green. Mm-hmm. You know type of thing. Soylent there Green. was a series of those movies <laughs> yeah, right exactly. in that era. Right in that it like that's where we get the damnation alleys. The when we were expecting the the Logan's inevitable, it's going yeah, to happen. Yeah, everyone's waiting uh-huh. for the bomb. The day exactly. after <gasps> that movie. Okay. The day after. No, I don't want yeah. to traumatize me. We don't. Me. Yeah, Kelly was traumatized. No, it's, I, no all I of us of that, that age group. I read the book that that was based <laughs> off of. That okay, which, that is that it was like a. a fundamental foundational moment in so many people's lives yep. like when they were little and they watched that movie like it just scarred them for life yep. like we're all gonna die but see that's the beauty of that movie is because of that maybe it prevented us ever having maybe the problem it did. Yeah. maybe it did because it taught us the stupidity of or that no, type I was of warfare after the day after tomorrow you were thinking the, the, the day after tomorrow the weather one yeah. which is also post which I saw that as well because the weather all the freezing yeah. But, yeah. but here's the one wolves. that a lot of the younger folks out there will know 100 you get not yes. only post-apocalyptic, but you get wastelanders. It's the theme, the theory for the TV show 100 on uh, CW, CW is which is based nuclear, off of a book. Nuclear warfare happened on Earth. Humans got wiped out. Well, we had a bunch of space, 13 space stations in orbit with people. They moved all their stations together and they lived for a couple one. hundred years in space. Unfortunately. Unfortunately, their population's gotten so bad because resources are so limited that they end up dropping a hundred of their children who are in jail for different things onto the surface to find out if it's livable because they're going to eventually have to go down. Right. And you end up finding out that they're, they become referred to as the sky people because they fell from the sky. Right. And there's people on, on the, the planet. Grounders. The grounders. And the but grounders are, to- the warrior grounders are total wastelander. I mean, their armor's like made of tires, spikes, they work scary Whatever they masks. Scavenged. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then you find out there's a third faction, which are basically the mountain men, which yeah. are basically survivors in a bunker. But they've been living so long underground, they're they're basically not able to come to the surface because of the radiation. Uh, so you have this set, great three faction yeah. thing of the grounders don't trust people because, of course, they, they live in a tribal situation where tribes sure. fight each other. Sure. And then the, the mountain people kidnap grounders and sky people. Okay, you're getting yeah. too much of the story. Too, too much spoilers. But <laughs> no, but that's really actually very If you cool. get a chance, 100 is a really good post-apocalypse story. And it is on Netflix as well as on demand. Yeah. Cool. At least the cool. first two three Yeah, the first, first two, two or three seasons. Two seasons. So. Well, there's a lot of stuff out there. A lot of yes. uh, a lot of role playing games. Well, a lot of books. Well, you were gonna yes, the I was dystopian. That. The, this whole idea of post-apocalyptic dystopian um, has made a resurgence. Mm-hmm. Think Hunger Definitely. Games. Yeah. Hunger Games is a, a post-apocalyptic yes, event. Yeah. They, so was the train, wasn't it? Do you remember that? Movie? Yeah, that the train that keeps going around and around. Yeah, yeah, and so you have these dystopian. Uh, post-apocalyptic futures has made a, a resurgence I think mm-hmm. in literature again and of course movies and stuff mm-hmm. um, what's so, in our public consciousness yep. exactly right. so you know that. well you mentioned games and role playing games and there's a couple of really cool things I don't know if people are aware of Wastelanders 2048 which is a Kickstarter card game um, and it sounded it sounded really cool it simulates socio-economic political apocalyptic city mm-hmm. using a card draw and, uh, you know, you have your typical list mm-hmm. of actions, forage, mm-hmm. salvage, recruit, assault, control. Um, I could definitely see us getting maybe, a, if I can get a hold of that, getting mm-hmm. uh, a, that Gaming for, circle? Yeah, a little gaming circle. We could demo it um, at the fair. And uh, Shell Games has, uh, you were talking about role-playing games. Yeah. They've got a new role-playing game, Wastelanders. 
it's all called Wastelanders, mm-hmm. but it's built for Twitch. Do you know what Twitch is? What is Twitch? Twitch is basically where you game online. We actually have a Twitch. We're creative playing podcast. So is where that you can technically... game and then like say I can play Fallout 4 and put it on the internet and you can get and, ch- and watch it on your on your phone or your computer while I'm gaming and you can text, you can chat with me and in the chat window. So right. that way I can voice, you know, give, you can hear my voice while I'm playing and you can talk to me in text while I'm gaming. And that's how you can like share because uh, we're going to be doing like eighteen eighty nine, which is a steampunk Role game for PlayStation game. Four. Yeah. Oh. Uh, it's the PlayStation Four one where you can basically sit and watch my, my gameplay. It only keeps most gameplays for about two weeks, then it deletes it. But at least that's ways where you can share the game. So mm-hmm. say you don't want to sit for eight hours playing the game yourself, you could actually be playing and listening and get the cutscenes from, from Twitch. Oh, interesting. And, and then, and you can jump in if you want. Yeah, if you, you want to play, then you can jump in. Mm-hmm. It, depending on some games, you can, some you can't. It depends if it's in multiplayer. In this one, it or not. says that they that the viewers can. Oh, that's that, awesome! Yeah, they can earn experience for participating in battles from controlling the most deadly warrior to just lurking in chat is how they put it. <laughs> I mean, that's like not a fair way to categorize it. I don't think Twitch. But, is, um, Twitch is fun because yeah, that way a lot of people do like, like to just watch and not actually right. join in the conversations. Yeah. But and isn't stuff. that unnerving? I'm not a gamer, but I would think that if I'm playing. Uh, well, it's different from video games. Role-playing yeah. games is a slower pace, correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but what the the pictures that they showed of this was that there was they they were showing like people with headsets on and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So I was wondering if it was at all video interactive. Usually, if if you're like thing. say you're my friend in PlayStation and it's a multiplayer game, you can jump in with me on the game. So like usually I have a few of my friends when we do Destiny and a few other games we game with. All right. So do you have any questions about Twitch? I I do, and I have questions about what I saw um, on the demo for the Wastelanders uh, strategy role playing game. It said that people could chat, and you mentioned that that people can chat to you when mm. you are role playing. Now, now, you know you see the videos on YouTube about um, people who are commenting as they play the video game. Those are very popular. They're very funny, but they're not interacting with people like let's say periscoping in or talking to them through a headset and asking questions. And my question to you is, how do you maintain your focus? on the game when you have all these people talking in your headset and asking you questions and interacting with you usually one of the biggest ones is folks who use a moderator basically someone who's got you know control in the room so they can basically pass messages too so they can be sitting like say across the room and then hold up cue cards something like that so you can you know not have all your attention pulled away from the screen so it's like basically when you call in on a radio show. Exactly. There's someone yeah. filtering There's the calls mm-hmm. and, and making sure that someone's not going to start screaming in your ear, whatever, exactly. pull you out if they do. And they use okay. the band hammer if they need to knock somebody out of the room. Nice. They just <laughs> drop the band hammer on their head. <laughs> Get out. Well, in the games that you play, do you have people talking to you? And uh, usually, it's, uh, usually it's just uh, when we twitch, it actually comes up on your screen on your TV. So while you're playing, there's the game, and then on this side of your screen is the actual commentary going on. And usually it's, when we usually do Destiny and stuff, it's me and and two or three of my friends playing at the same time, and we all see because they have their laps you're reading. How are you reading and playing the game? Like, Usually, you got to be really tactical about your glances. So I'll see me gaming and look, and then gaming and look, gaming and then look. That is crazy multitasking. It can get brain, right brain. It can be one of those where you're reading and you die too. That happens a lot. So it's one of those of it just takes lots of uh, diverted focus and not picking one over the other. 
you know what? You should put yourself in a neurology study. <laughs> no, really, because I just read about this study. Like the people who have, oh, I wanted to have him tested. Uh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, people who are who are bilingual have different brain connections that never go away, that are mm-hmm. developed that never go away, and they're the the left and the right brain are communicating in actual neural pathways that didn't exist before. Mm-hmm. So, so it sounds to me like that's a similar kind of thing. If you're having to divert your focus, both visually, which would be left or right that's left Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then think and answer questions critically which would be right brain Mm -hmm. you were developing synapses so i'm wondering like how gaming affects the neurology and the whole time grabbing a controller that has like eight different buttons using different fingers right so then using two joysticks that's actually three things you're doing at once plus the brain is controlling so the brain stem is controlling the controller right like like do your hats still fit right (laughs) he's got a big hat size anyway i I do seven and a half if there's anyone out there wanting me to show some of your hats on our podcast yeah <laughs> yeah i had to order an extra large boater for him <laughs> i have a big head too so I, i'm in the big head club i have to wear men's hats so i thought it was very interesting that there was so much and just just in the the few minutes that i that i took you know just kind of bouncing around the internet looking at the wastelander seeing how much was out there and how much was going on and how timely our fair is going to be because there is so much public interest all over the place, not even just in the U.S., but all over the place Mm -hmm. about the post-apocalyptic wastelander genre. So, yeah, feel free to come out. And we're going to have vendors selling different products. We're going to have some amazing vendors. And the thing about Tucson is Tucson is like a little mecca. It's where all the talented artists and creative types go because they don't want to pay $2,000 a month rent in San Francisco or L.A. Mm -hmm. So they come here, and then they do their things here, and we have a tremendous artist community. So these people Mm -hmm. will be representing things that are all handmade, that are all done. They're all original works. Um, So you can get one of the kind pieces of art. Really, really interesting people, and you can actually support local. Yeah, and are we having authors coming out this time? We are having a couple of authors. Can you name drop right now? I, I can. Head? James Gurley Ooh. will be here. James Gurley. He is um, known typically as um, premier zombie author because mm-hmm. most of his books are about zombies. But I, he's venturing off into other. I do love his last habits. one. He, the pretense for the zombie apocalypse and that one was really well written. Yeah, he is an amazing person. He is also in a band called Area Fifty One, oh, and uh, you should follow him on Facebook because he posts some very interesting things. He's a very talented guy. But that's typical of the people in Tucson. How, like I said, the cro- the cosplay community is so cross referencing, and how it is so intertwined, and how it's so hard we to wear have like, a lot a of hats. Fair. <laughs> hats. Yes, we do wear a lot. We wear all the hats. We wear lots of hats. We wear all the hats. <laughs> Everything we make is made by hand. So there's no mass-produced, stamped yeah, so in China. One of a kind. Kind of, yeah. So if you you know want to support local artists, this is the perfect opportunity. And if you want to learn about something like I didn't know anything about steampunk when you guys had your first steampunk fair here, mm-hmm. and it was amazing how interesting that was, and how many people it pulled in who didn't know what it was, had never heard of tea dueling, or the wonderful, fabulous chemist <laughs> tea girls, um, and how exciting and fun that is. And it's a lot more involved than just dressing up in period clothes. I mean, there's a lot going on that's incredibly involved. And same with the wastelander community a lot of outside events get hooked up with that yeah, there's no reason to be bored in Tucson I've heard oh, that there's thing, no. No, nothing to do in Tucson that's a complete lie there are tons of events going on there I mean, are always are a million things to do 
I mean, I want to give a shout out to the End of Days group. They're the ones that do uh, Uranium Springs up in northern Arizona. It's Which basically is kind of a what's huge Wastelander camping event. Yep. Yeah. Yes. And we had some great video from that. And Wasteland Weekend, which happens the week after the event here at the store in California, is the big mecca of Wastelander events. Mm-hmm. They've got a Thunderdome where you two people go in and boffer fight each other. Mm-hmm. They've got all kinds of crazy stuff that goes on there. So you have got to attend this fair mm-hmm. so that you can get warmed up and, and get your... Get your jargon on. Learn what it is. Get your feet wet so that you can attend these amazing events. Because that's not even that's that's not even role playing. Yeah. That's that's real life. You're yeah. out there in the desert. You're really doing it. You're having the actual experience. <laughs> there Spending are a week some. In a lean to. There are some of the, the with the Twinkies. Folks, <laughs> yeah, that actually you know that that actually will to 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 try and be as uh, air quotes authentic as possible because of course. Yeah. Apocalypse hasn't happened yet. <laughs> no, no. Yet. But like, they'll actually store their clothes and not wash them. In a tote over the season to the so next that event. I could live without three, that. Yeah. So, but that's when, only some people. When, when it know, comes to my apocalypse cosplay, most of mine is doctored. Yeah, it's, or it's just supposed to be a visual up. thing. Like yep. I don't need. I don't there, need the, This is very small, but there yeah. are some people who do that. that yeah. Take it to that, you know, extremism. I can appreciate the commitment to a genre. Yes, the commitment. And I can appreciate the ultimate geeking out, which is <laughs> something we support here at Bookman's. And you like what you like. Yep. So I can get behind that all the way. If you're going to do something, you might as well do it all the way. But and I don't know. Danny, yeah. you're going to be yeah. seriously impressed with some of the people I've got coming out for that for that event. I am a certain of Because it. they are amazing cosplayers with some amazing armor that they've got. I mean, just a few of the friends that I know that are definitely coming. Their awesome. gear is going to be awesome. You're just going to want to take hundreds of pictures. Hundreds of them. pictures. <laughs> yes. And you get, you know what? If you attend this fair, you can have your picture taken with these amazing people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can meet this community. And if you are a cosplayer who is new to Tucson... This is something that I want to stress to all those people who are just here and are looking to be part of the community. Come to this fair. Come to Bookman's. Go to Creative Cosplay. This is a very welcoming and invitive community. They do not exclude anyone. If you want to be part of a larger artistic community um, and be creative and be part of something bigger, you definitely want to attend one of these fairs. You definitely Mm -hmm. want to talk to James. You definitely want to get in touch with the Steampunk Society. Whatever your thing is, we've got a place for you here. Mm -hmm. We've got activities for you in a very, very active community. Mm -hmm. So I strongly encourage you not to sit at your house and just look at this on YouTube. Or if you Come just want to learn how to do something. Yeah. And, and yeah, we have maker's fairs, you know, mm-hmm. not just here at Bookman's, but all over town, you know, mm-hmm. all the time. And they're they're very willing to sit down with you and teach you how to do something. Yeah, if mm-hmm. you want to learn something, the Steampunk group, as well as the Wastelander groups, they will walk you through how to make your gear if you want to join in and, and make your stuff. Yeah, yeah you don't have to come ready to know everything. Yeah, exactly. Not at all. It's, it's, just it's with a interest. learning opportunity. Yeah, just come with your interest. Just come with a desire to learn something. And they're completely welcoming. And uh, during the event, what other things are going to be going on around the store? We're going to be having a shooting gallery. We are going to be having a shooting gallery. We're going to be having a little area for kids to play mm-hmm. in. We're going to be playing some coloring. movies. Yeah, we're going to have coloring. We're going to have a photo booth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then the artists and the authors showing their work. Mm-hmm. It's going to be exciting. Yeah, it's going to yeah. be fun. And what's the time frame for it going to be? It is the 17th mm-hmm. of September from 1 to 3 p- No, 11. 11 to 11 3 p.m. So it's a long stretch. So you, mm-hmm. you have some time. You can get up late on a Saturday morning and mosey in. Come on in. Come on in. It's go okay. To lunch you can be in your sweats. Back. That's all right. We don't care. We don't judge. Yeah. Um, and, and it's the perfect transition to uh, our zombie fair, which is happening in October. Um, October 22nd. And a, October 22nd. 
You will. Um, <laughs> and a lot of the same people will be participating. Um, Tucson Zombie Walk is involved heavily in this post-apocalyptic fair. Um, they're building sets. They're they're uh, going to have all kinds of authentic things going on. And the it's photo the perfect walls. Transi- yeah, the photo wall. It'll be the perfect transition from the post-apocalyptic fair to the zombie fair, where you can have your own zombie makeup put yeah. on. And this oh. is professional-grade makeup. Yeah, this isn't Patrick somebody, and his group do amazing yeah, makeup. This is, this is Hollywood-grade Fully professional makeup that looks real when you're standing in yep. front of it. These are the same guys behind the Tucson scary. Apocalypse. Yes. Mm-hmm. These are very, so. very talented people. These are not people who just, you know, paint flowers on your face for yep. your kids. As These well as the guys who, really who did, the, fo- the folks who did oh, yes. Overwatch, the movie. Who mm-hmm. Patrick and his crew were, did the, the special effects for that. that a local movie that was made and uh, played at the loft. Shout out to Patrick Reed. Shout yep. out to Talia, Talia Lopez, mm-hmm. who will be here with Constant Con. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll Fantastic be showing their artist. work. She yep. is amazing artist. Constant Con is another place where if you're an artist here in Tucson, you can get your work shown and you can meet a lot of talented, interesting people. And if you want to shop local, go to Constant Con. You're going to be buying the work directly from the artists and supporting local in the most profound way possible. Um, we're also going to have Paul Lowe, who is going to be here, who is a local director, actor, writer, all-around great guy. He just released a movie, and he's getting ready to release another one with one of the Scream Queens. Ah. I can't remember her name, but famous name dropping. He'll have to fill me in on that. <laughs> um, but, yeah, he's a very talented person. He will be here with his book. Um, you'll be able to meet some people who are actually producing art in the real world um, and have a lot of fun. Come on out. All right. And speaking of Constant Con, by the way, uh, their calendar on Facebook has a bunch of fun stuff coming up. On August 20th, they've got the Draw Classic Comic Book Characters, creating classic-looking uh, comic book heroes with James uh, Babcock. They've got on the 21st of August, the Have Mike Will Travel voiceover for animation and narration with Katie Parker. And... The big one they've got is the comic book uh, kids comic book class. Learn step by step how to make a comic book in three weeks. This class is geared towards curious and creative kids between the ages of 10 and 15 looking to exercise their mind. It's a perfect after school activity for uh, Inquire or RSVP by emailing them at constantconhq at gmail.com. And Talia is actually part of teaching that class to your children. So... Mm -hmm. No need to be bored after school. Yeah, Talia is great with the Talia little ones. Talia is amazing. And then you get to meet Jezzy and Yoda. Oh, little Jezzy. Yes, her rescue dogs, her therapy dogs, mm-hmm. who are adorable. And for you adults, every Wednesday night at the at the R Brigade. Yeah. 9 to 1 at 350 East Congress Street. So for the adults, you can drink. The drink and draw is really funny because you have a lot of great artists. They do the whole pass the round. They've One artist does one cell, then passes it to the next artist, and they make these really cool little com- five-cell comic book strips. That is fantastic. Which is, even if you can't go, walk, follow them on uh, Facebook, and they post them, which is some really cool stuff. Oh, that is fun. That's even better than Drunken History. <laughs> oh, I love which I love Drunken History. Drunken, drunken Anything is always fun. Drunken Anything is fun. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, we can't sell beer here. If we could, we would. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we can't. <clears throat> it's probably safer that way. It's close. probably. People with sharp objects. <laughs> That's okay. So have fun there, anyway. So is there any other shout-outs or anything like that you'd like to throw out there? Um. Well, tomorrow, um, at the end of the month, talk about the cosplay community. Talk about crossover. The 501st Rebel <gasps> Legion. <gasps> Star <gasps> Dun, dun, yes, dun, dun, dun. they have been so amazing doing events here at Bookman Speedway. Dun, 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 um, dun, 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 yes, dun, dun, dun. they're so good. Meet Chewbacca. 
You've got to Last year Chewbacca. was amazing when I brought yes. the gals down here for that one. Well, the the pictures we got. outrageous how amazingly authentic these costumes are. And this is the real Chewbacca. It might as well be. Well, the 501st amazing. has very stringent guidelines mm-hmm. as to what is acceptable for their... No. So they it'll absolutely be the, do. My, it'll be my, the 501st and the Dune Sea Garrison? Yeah. My Imperial officer uniform is not 501st quality. But I still have fun wearing it. Well, they are actually hooked up with Disney Studios. Mm -hmm. So they're having an event with us that is their event at the end of August. It's August 27th. That, again, is a Saturday. I will be marking um, my calendar. From, yeah, from 12 to 2. There'll be lots of dedicated story times for the little ones, but there'll be activities, photo booths, um, costume contests. We'll be showing some movies. Uh, there'll be a lot going on for that. But that is a gear up to Star Wars Reads Day, which, like I said, is a partnership directly with Disney Studios. It's a Disney-affiliated event. It happens nationwide, and we are the place in Tucson where you can participate in the official Star Wars Reads Day. And the 501st Rebel Legion does sponsor that. And so you'll look for that in October. Come on out. Come on out at the end of the month. Get to meet these guys. See Chewie. Um, Get your picture taken with an actual Chewbacca. All the kids love every year when they come out. It is amazing. I just have to make sure I have plenty of fans on Chewbacca because he gets really hot. <laughs> well, that's a lot it's of Wookiee in well, Arizona. Well, it's a Wookiee in Arizona. You need fans on Chewbacca because there's fans on, on Chewbacca. Chewbacca. Yes, <laughs> there are little tiny fans crawling all over Chewbacca, and he is the most tolerant Wookiee I've ever seen. He, he is so adorable. Um, he is adorable. Uh, yes. <laughs> Thank goodness that Han Solo <laughs> understands Wookiee, because <laughs> um, the rest of us don't really. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, that'll be happening at the end of the month. Um, come check it out and get ready for Star Wars reads but don't miss our post-apocalyptic fair happening september 17th from 11 to 3 p.m it's going to be a fun next few months you got star wars in august apocalypse in september and zombies in october and a few star wars and (laughs) some more star wars and halloween party there's always events here bookmans you can go to the website bookmans.com click on events find out what we're doing because we're always doing something and Danny, just to throw it out there again, if someone was interested in having an event at Bookman's, who would they reach out to? Ah, that would be me. That would be me. There are two Danielles here at Bookman's, so I go by Danny. Uh, but you contact me at Danielle B at Bookman's.com. That's Danielle B at Bookman's.com or call the store at 520-748-9555 and ask for me. We'll set it up. Right. Events are always free for the vendors, free for the public. We don't charge. Which is awesome because I know yes. so many of the vendors immediately when I was talking to them for the Wastelander event were like, how much is a table? I'm like, because they love you, it's free. It's free. We never charge the vendors. We don't take a percentage of their sales. And to give a little kudos to us, I have had many, many, many vendors throughout all of our fairs. And the fairs run the gamut of all types. Um, vendors tend to make as much or more here at our fairs than they do at the cons once you consider the price of the table. So if you're a vendor and you're interested, get hooked up. You know, yeah. you can you can actually make some serious money doing it. When we it. vended at the mm-hmm. Steampunk one, we made really good turnaround. You and made really good turn You were so adorable working with us to find a spot since you're a last-minute addition. <laughs> I will never turn anyone away. That's my motto. You might be in a corner in a rickety table, but you will be here. Hey, I love my corner. It was a great corner. It was a great corner. It was a great corner. Actually, right there in the middle uh, of the And I get to hang out with Sarah from Comic-Con. That's Woo-hoo! right. Tucson See? Comic-Con. We, we made a friendship for life there. A friend, And she is amazing. Sarah she, from Comic-Con is, is the 
the woman that does everything in the universe. I don't know yep. how she. Mm-hmm. I don't know how she does it. We love and adore her as well. Yes, mm-hmm. she's amazing. But see, and that's a perfect example. You know, you you get involved in one event, and all of a sudden, you know all these other people, and you're getting involved in other, all these other events. It's a very organic process here in Tucson because people are so accepting. Mm-hmm. So it's not where it's exclusive in any way. We don't click here in Tucson. We don't develop factions. Um, it's all interchangeable, and you don't have to choose your genre. We, you we, can be any genre you like and as many as you like. We all just want to, like, get together and enjoy the, the passion of the events and the, and the passion of the genre. And just that we like something and want to share it, you know? Yeah, it's the fun of it. It's the geeking out of it. And Tucson is truly an artistic community, and it's a community in every sense, a very accepting way. You know, uh, you you want to make money as an artist. You want to do that, but you mostly want to get your art out there. And if if you can do it while supporting your fellows, more's the better. And that's the whole idea about Bookman's. It's the whole idea of like, let's give something back to the community. Let's make this a bigger thing. Mm-hmm. That's why we don't charge. And ever. of course, Creative Plan Podcast will be there, probably taking video and tons of pictures because that's pictures. what we do. And he <laughs> makes the best videos. You guys have got to check out Creative Cosplays videos. Talk about professional quality. Go Aww, on YouTube, check you. those out. Those are amazing. You'll be impressed. You'll want him to do yours. <laughs> You'll want him to do yours when you get involved in one of these. Hey, we're actually talking some super secret talks about doing some podcasts for some folks, too. You're listening to us now. It's just yeah. a phone call away. <laughs> <laughs> All righty, guys. Like usual, thank you for listening. And if you have any questions for Danny or the Creative Plan Podcast Network, just shoot me an email at creativeplaypodcastnet at gmail.com. All righty. Thank you for listening. Thanks. Hey gamers, Jim here from Creative Play and Podcast Network. If you're in the Tucson area this September and October, I've got a special message for you. Hey, this is Karen from RinCon. We are having our convention from September 30th through October 2nd here in Tucson, Arizona. Come out and uh, play every kind of game under the sun with us. We've got role-playing, board games, minifigs, um, CCGs, we've got Artemis, we have panels with special guests, and this year the theme is steampunk. So uh, get out your, uh, dust off your dirigibles, get out your chapeaus, and put them on. Come on down. Thank you for listening to the Creative Play and Podcast Network. And feel free to enjoy our other shows, such as D&D Journey of the Fifth Edition and Scion Ragnarok and Roll, a Scion hero to Ragnarok story. Thank you for listening.